like, someone call a medic. <laughs> breathe, Shinoda, breathe. <laughs> this is the Shinoda Weezing ASMR cast. Where we wheeze for your enjoyment in a variety know, like, of times. What was even so funny about that? Like... and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our wizard of wait what, Chinoda. Hello, loves. Oh, dear. And our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. It's Barbie, bitches. Oh, God, fuck what? off with that bullshit. It's Nick, <laughs> don't engage him. He's talking about Nicki Minaj. Don't even engage him. The best oh, okay. waifu of the season, the year, and bullshit. the century. <laughs> so much wrong with what you just said. But <laughs> 3D, 2D, and 1D. <laughs> well, you got the 1D part right. Um. Anyway, so tonight we are going to be talking about uh, a topic that is near and dear to many anime fans hearts which is gateway anime but before we get to that um Chinoda and i just got well i got back but Chinoda and i just got done attending otakon last week which by the time this goes up it'll be two weeks ago but i want to talk about it anyway so i finally got to meet you Chinoda. that was cool it was a interesting experience i'm pretty sure i damn near crushed her spine uh yes you did uh you you popped my back for sure when we met uh oh, that my. but it wasn't wholly unappreciated but uh no um so yeah Otsukon was was uh last week and uh I just want to talk about a couple of things that I did while I was there for I first of all I spent way too much in the dealer's room but what else is fucking new. <laughs> What did you, I, you haven't okay. even made a post about the I know. I really I really need to and by the time this goes up, I know I will. Um but uh I bought the the my big purchase of the convention was a four hundred dollar holo custom figure. Which basically custom? what this guy did was he took the holo the holo wedding dress figure from Spies and Wolf and instead of actually just selling that, he made a custom base for it, which is as gorgeous. It's got like, and it's made out of resin, and it's got like these wolves and uh, like on a tree. It's just, it's it's really really cool. Um, so I now have, I have, I finally have the only holo figure I don't have, which was the wedding dress figure, and the biggest like. Uh, criticism of that figure when it came out was the fact that its base was so incredibly basic and now I have a base that's anything but basic and Chinoda saw it he, he knows what it looks like and it's gorgeous oh yeah in fact uh, yeah. Uh, at first I was uh, telling him he shouldn't until he told me it was the last figure he needed I was like okay that's fine then yeah, if anything I if anything it's good that he spent money on that, other than the big purchase he was planning on getting. Alex, oh, wanna... oh, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I spent a lot of money at the Sentai booth. I know, bad me. Um, 
actually just spent a lot of time at the Sentai booth just talking to the people there. Um, first of all, they actually have legitimate official uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes merchandise you can buy now. Thank fucking Christ for that. But they also had on sale the original Legend of Galactic Heroes OVA Blu-ray set that they are selling for $800. Why would you buy that? Just get the new one when it comes out. Well, since I actually didn't get the the licensing rights to that, uh, sadly. Uh, But it's it's a a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous Blu-ray set. They're only making a thousand of them. How much did you say it was? Eight hundred U.S. dollars. That's so stupid. Yeah. It's oh man. Only expensive. Japan can get away with this pricing. <laughs> like, who pays eight hundred dollars for a Blu-ray set? Well, think think about this, this guy. Like, the guy, the, the the guy I was talking to pointed pointed this out to me. Of all of the Blu-ray sets that Sentai sells, this one is the cheapest per episode. Think and about like, that. Wait, it's like Doing eight dollars. It actually, it's seven dollars and twenty-five cents per episode, basically. <sighs> well, Doing the math, if you put it in perspective, sense. I guess that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you get a ton of really cool stuff that goes with it. You get like a really nice, like two hundred fifty-page art book, and just it, it's it's really nice. Um, I did I, one of the things I did buy was a uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes T-shirt. Um, it says. Uh, Forget what it says. It's for the free. It's the Free Planet Alliance. Does it say fire? No, it does not say fire. <laughs> fire. Um, but it's I also the most iconic line. I know, right? Um, what else did I buy? Oh, I also bought. Um, I, I bought a Umaru keychain. Fuck you. Um, and I also bought. Uh, it's the, okay. I shamed him for it. The limited edition Flying Witch Blu-ray box set. Um. And actually, the guy that sold it to me was the same guy who did the English subtitles for that show. So oh, that was wow. cool. Yeah. Um, so that was – he told me he told me that uh, it's the only anime that he's ever subtitled in which he actually fell asleep while he was doing it, and he actually thought that was a good thing. Yes. <laughs> because that's how relaxing the show is. Holy shit. But no, I I spent way too much in the dealer's room. I bought some other stuff, and I'll I'll make a post on our Facebook group about that. Um, But the thing that I wanted to talk about the most about going to Otsukon was uh, two of the panels that I went to. Um, A.K.A. the trigger panels. Yes, the trigger panels. Because guess what? Basically, all of Studio Trigger was at Otakon. Pretty much. Um, I'm really surprised you didn't go with me to either of them, Shinoda. but in hindsight, I'm kind of regretting the fact that I didn't go either. But yeah, oh well. um, but yeah, um, a bunch of the staff from Studio Trigger was at Otakon, and they they had a couple of uh, different panels that they did. The first one that I went to was on Friday. That was a um, it was a Little Witch Academia uh quiz panel, and basically what it was is they they were all up there on the stage, and uh, they asked questions. Uh, it was trivia questions about Little Witch Academia, and some of, some questions were just about Trigger in general. Um, and they were giving away prizes, and some of the stuff was prizes that you couldn't get outside of Japan. And some of it was exclusive to the convention, and there were a couple things that were one of a kind that you couldn't have gotten anywhere else. Um, so I have a story about that. So I was at this oh, panel. Oh, no. Yes, I know. I, 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 I'm a very, very bad boy. Um so I was at this panel, and um, one of the questions that was asked was, what was the date 
that the Kickstarter campaign for Little Witch Academia got fully funded. And I thought about that, and I knew it was around the time of Anime Expo 2015. I couldn't remember exactly when, but I knew it was around that time. And I couldn't remember if it was during Anime Expo or right after Anime Expo. So I went for the safe bet, and I said the first day after Anime Expo, which was July 7th, uh, 2015. That was wrong, but I was told I was really close. And the guy next to me raised his hand, and he answered July 8th, 2015, and that was the right answer. Now I do have to say, I, I kind of object to this because, like, Technically speaking, if they're thinking on Japanese time, Alex got it right because they're a day Fucking ahead. Technicality, bitches. Like I told him this after, and he just had a look of look on his face that was just <laughs> hurt, shame, uh, loss. But anyway, so as as bad as it is, and as bad as I felt after that. I didn't. I felt even worse knowing what I actually missed out on getting as my prize. The prize for answering this particular question right was a screen-used animation cell from Little Witch Academia, signed by the entire um, uh, crew of studio of uh, Little Witch Academia. So the director, the producer, the writer, everybody. That's what I missed Who's out the on. Getting. Dead one. Um, the uh, the creator of Little Witch Academia is uh, he died about three months ago, and it had his signature on there as well. Yes, right? yes, it had yeah. his signature on there as well. So it's not like I can get that signature ever again. Um, but uh, um, so that that was it was a great panel. It was really fun, and at the end of it, they they had like because there was a bunch of time left over. It's like, um, <laughs> so do you guys want to do a Q and A? And they was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was that was fun, um, and then the second panel I went to was a live drawing with Studio Trigger. Um, basically, the the director of Little Witch Academia uh, drew drew a picture of Akko during a Q and A panel, and that was that was really fun to watch. Um, but I bring these these up not because I do love Studio Trigger and I absolutely adore Little Witch Academia. It's one of my favorite things ever in the anime industry. Um, but I I bring this up to to raise a very specific point. Um, during one of these panels, it was, it was raised by the, uh, the, uh, president of Studio Trigger, who was also there. Um, he says that, number one, they absolutely adore their Western anime fans, like, more than anything. Um, but also that they want, more than anything, to do more Little Witch Academia. The only thing that's holding them back is funding. And the only reason that Netflix won't give them money for a second season of Little Witch Academia is because the Netflix does not believe there is enough interest in a second season of Little Witch Academia. So, uh, and th- and they 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 said this too. The president uh, the president of Trigger said this too. The solution to this is to make Netflix think that there is a bunch of interest in Little Witch Academia, and the only thing Netflix actually cares about is the number of times the pre- the play button is pressed on episodes. So, first off, if you haven't seen Little Witch Academia on Netflix, please please go see it. Like, go watch it on Netflix. It doesn't matter what language you watch it in, whether you watch it subbed or dubbed. Just go watch it. And second, if you already have watched Little Witch, Little Witch Academia and you were one of those people that 
sail the seven seas to watch it while it was airing because you wanted to watch it week to week. First of all, I understand. Second of all, please go watch it again on Netflix so Netflix knows that there's actual interest in this because they... The director of Little Witch Academia has already said that he has an, a nearly a full season's worth of story ideas in his head, and they're ready to go whenever Netflix gives them the money to do it. So, yeah, please, that's another please thing go that support really, Studio Trigger. That's another thing that really surprised me. They straight out came came out and said, yeah, we actually have more content we can actually give you guys. And I'm like, yo, if you guys have that stuff... Let's yeah, I mean, get it funded. Let's get it supported because, like, I thought, I honestly thought where they ended it was pretty damn good. But if they have more and they actually can pull it off, and if anyone can, they can do it right. I'm like, let's do it. Let's get more. Yeah, I mean, and and it's not just it, it. It's also Studio Trigger. I mean, they're they're a great anime studio, and they treat their animators really, really well. So definitely support them anytime you get the chance. Um. And if you're not already and you have a little extra money that you can you know, do without every single month, consider becoming a supporter of theirs on Patreon. I mean, I know they only had the two small $1 and $5 tiers, but just go support them because they really they want to make more than they currently are making. They just need funding to do it. So, And the only way they can get funding is to know that there's actual interest in what they do um, overseas. Because it, And they admitted this themselves during the one of the Q&A panels I went to is like we know that we're we're we know that by and large we're appreciated far more overseas than we are in Japan so we rely on you guys to be kind of our 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 voice and I I think that it's it's great that they actually trust us enough to do that but also that they want us to do that so definitely go support Trigger in any way you can. Certainly go watch Little Witch Academia on Netflix. If you haven't, it's worth your time. If you have already seen it, go see it again because you know you love it. Anyway, that's that's all I got to say. They, they also did mention that they want to do a second season of Panty and Stocking as well. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> um, so there's that. I mean, if you want to, if you want these two things, definitely go support Studio Trigger legally as much as you can. Um, they need it, and they can give us so much more content. Let's do it, people. And they want to. That's the thing. They want to. They just, they're just they so limited by their budget right now that they can't. If um, they're using the Netflix metrics, maybe they should push Netflix to release their content on time. You know, I, I'm actually... Another thing. In the last... In, in, in the week, almost week now, since I've been back from, from Ozicon, I've actually been thinking about this. I've actually been seriously considering starting up a letter writing campaign to Netflix. To see, listen, in addition to people going and watching more of it, which you should anyway. Um, like, listen, there's a there's a lot more interest here than you think there is, and we would really appreciate it. Is if number one that you would fund a second season of this, and number two that if you do, please release it weekly, worldwide, simultaneously. I don't care how you release it, just don't have it available on other platforms before it's available on Netflix. Well, yeah, that, that'd be nice, That's too. That's the, the only issue with Netflix. That'd be nice, too. I mean, the week-to-week the -week thing sure would be nice for a lot of us, too. I'm well, just throwing that out there. I mean, I would personally prefer to have it all at once. Well, yeah. I mean, to each their own. But anyway... I, that that's I mean I, I there were a couple of other panels that I went to but 
that 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 was by far those two panels were by far the highlight of my entire convention um oh alex do you want to tell them about the signatures you got the signatures oh from from the the studio sugar staff yeah well yeah there was a in between one of the panels i went to the studio trigger staff was down giving autographs and i went and lined up for it and uh um oh they they recognized me from the uh from the q a panel as the one who was wrong by one day and so um one of them actually wrote down at the uh, underneath their signature never forget anime expo 2015 july 8th <laughs> they fucking trolled Alex. they trolled me Wow! Staff of Studio Trigger trolled me, and you know what? I feel I feel good. I I feel good about this. I they control me anytime they want. But it it was good. I man. had a good laugh when I saw that date on on the signature. Yeah. He also got a live drawing from uh, who was it? The president? No, the uh, the director of Little Witch Academia. The director. Drew, yes, yes. Uh, drew me a little Akko underneath of his signature. Nice. Yeah, like straight up asked him. Who's your favorite uh, character? He said, uh, Akko. And he just drew a quick Akko. Yeah. It actually looks really good, too. Anyway, I mean, and there were other panels I went to. There was one you and I both went to, uh, Chinoda. Um, you're wrong, and you should feel bad. Thank you for dragging me to that, because it was really fun. Uh, they are enjoyable people. <laughs> and I they, thought when they, they, when they started, talked about actually you you go ahead you're gonna no no so here. so basically what it is is it's this group of uh, it's this group of people called the Manly Battleships was that it yes if I remember right let me I look so, it up I, real quick. I, and I so want to have them on our podcast at some point like really because number one they were funny as fuck and number two like. I just wanted to go up there and kiss that guy because everything he was saying is like I've said all of this before. Um, so basically, it was it was a, yeah, it was a panel called your, yeah it's it's a it was the panel we went to was a panel called you're wrong and you should feel bad, and it's basically where they pick and it wasn't it wasn't just anime that they talked about, but um, they basically pick something in pop culture and then especially something that is well liked and they will pick it apart and take the piss out of it, so. Um, Shinoda has actually been to one of these panels before at a previous Otakon. Oh, I believe. multiple of their panels uh, yeah, before. <laughs> yeah. So that's why he dragged me to it. It's like, you will like this. You will like this. It's like, okay. Um, but then, uh, we get in there and then what is the first thing that they take the shit out of? But Attack on Titan. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, me too, me. Oh. They take a steaming shit on it. <laughs> oh, and I mean, and you know what? I was really surprised because. A lot of the people when they, when they were like taking apart all this stuff about Attack on Titan, everyone was like really clapping really loud. I was like, "Wow, more people agree with me than I thought." Uh, it that validated was Alex, and he really liked that. I felt like I felt yes, I felt. He like, doesn't need encouragement. Yes. Stop it. He got oh, a whole man. room full of it. I got oh, an entire no. fucking fucking ballroom full of it because it was and, one of the yeah big this rooms isn't a small in. room this is a pretty damn big room and then they also for their their second the second part of it they took apart star wars which i also thought was really funny oh yeah um and, and not in a they kept shitty way they, they actually made they, good points they did they made a lot of good points about star wars especially i wasn't expecting them to do the original three movies but they did and I, I'm, I'm glad for it because they actually pointed out some legitimate criticisms about those movies um 
and so they didn't just talk about the new movies, which admittedly do suck. But, um, and I want I want to say before we move on because we've talked about this long enough. Um, probably the other really big, uh, uh, most exciting thing about the this going to Otakon was for the first time I actually well both me and Shinoda we got to meet some of the listeners of our podcast. Um, so. If you were one of the ones that showed up, first of all, thank you. Your support is incredibly appreciated. And um, if I've, I know there were some people that were there that I didn't get a chance to meet. I'm sorry, I couldn't be everywhere at once. Um, maybe next time. I don't. I don't know for a fact if I'll be back at Otakon next year. I might be, um, but it was it, it was an absolute thrill getting a chance to meet people who actually listen to our podcast and. They were talking about some of the stuff that we talked about. It's like, I, I, to, I just absolutely thrilled that we have enough supporters and followers that we can actually meet up with them in public now. And it's like, it's really cool. So it was legitimately mind blowing the fact that we got to meet up with people that are actually fans of what we do. It's like, yeah. wow, okay, there are people out there, yeah, that actually care about what we do. It's like, what? <laughs> For some context, in the beginning, we did just start this for fun. That's true. We and did. It, and that's still the goal of this. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. But still, okay, we'll we keep doing it until we're not to. having fun anymore. I assume. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was absolutely wonderful. Um, I think that, and I, I'll try to go. I'm, I'm gonna try and go to at least two conventions a year from here on out. But I can't guarantee that. Um, obviously, money is a big factor in that. But um, it was really fun getting to meet uh, the people that I did meet. Um, and like I said, hopefully I can do it again sometime. Um, one last thing before we move on. Uh, I want to say that c- comparing this to what I did last year, which is going to uh, Anime Expo, I have to say, while Anime Expo might have had more uh, industry stuff to go do, I have to say I very much like the city of Washington, D.C. more than the city of Los Angeles. Take from that what you will. It's you just... can actually breathe in D.C., surprisingly. Yes, you can actually breathe when you go outside. <laughs> and there's not homeless people everywhere. But anyway, I digress. But move, ro- uh, rolling off of the topic of going to a convention, there was one last thing that you wanted to talk about, uh, show, before we move on. Okay, I just wanted to bring up a recent news item that uh, internet celebrity Melon Pan, <laughs> um, who is known for his uh, wonderful escapades of He's uh, known for posting, being the masterpiece of the internet. Yes, of posting nude with figures and being just generally lewd with like hentai paraphernalia. And, and ejaculating waifus. on figures. Oh, I didn't know too. that. Okay, well, that too. Um, this lovely man, gentleman, actually went to Comic Cat this year. I think I don't know when Comic Cat was, but um, uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Okay, so that's when he that's where uh, the time that he went. Uh, he's from Sweden, uh, and he bought like oh god, I don't know the exact amount, but it's from, like I thought he was from Switzerland. Oh, really? Yeah. This, yeah. Oh, Switzerland, okay. Switzerland, not Sweden. Oh my god. They both start with SW. Okay, wow. he's from Switzerland. What a racist. <laughs> um, And he bought like pounds of lolly doujinshis at Comic Specifically Comiquet. 66 pounds. 
imagine that 66 pounds worth of dojins. Girl. Yeah, I'm like, girl, you crazy. And then he couldn't fit in his suitcase, so he just mailed it back to Switzerland. And then when he came back to Switzerland and went to pick up his mail, he realized that uh, the customs had seized it, and uh, he was wanted for questioning by the police. <laughs> wow. And it was a specifically a, what a legend interrogator who was not pleased with the, what was there. <laughs> going on him he did he did not have a fun time from what he said wait so wait you guys i assume follow Mel melon pan more than i do does he speak japanese do you know i, I think he speaks about as much japanese as you do Okay, because like it's so funny because on the article it's linked to one of his tweets and it's in like full Japanese and it's just like I had to Google translate it and he was he just might, like, he might be, I don't know, he might be like moderately fluent. I don't know if he's like one hundred percent fluent though. No, I'm just interpreting that as he Google translated it himself. He <laughs> could have. I I don't know. I mean, that would be definitely be in character for him for sure. Because the article itself poked fun at the grammar he used <laughs> in his tweets. But, like, in his fully Japanese tweet, he was, like, complaining about the uh, female uh, officer that was interrogating him about his uh, lolly hentai, hmm. which is hilarious. But um, he finally got you. it back. He finally got the lolly hentai uh, out of customs. And now he's living happily with his yeah. 66 pounds of hentai. Yeah. Apparently, Let me ask you something real quick though. Uh so you you've been to Japan show and uh -huh. I believe you actually went to Comic-Con last year, did you not? I don't know where this is going, but didn't, what well, are you saying? Didn't while you were in Japan, did you not buy Shota Dojinchi? That is not true. <laughs> That seems like an evading of the question if ever I heard it. I think I, I need to I make a call bought, to the Mounties, sir. I only sir. bought safe for work uh, fluff. That's bullshit. So, so yes, you bought some hardcore no. Shotsu You probably oh bought the God. manga version of Boku no Pico. Wow. Which is a thing that actually exists. I just found that out a few weeks ago. Oh, no. I bought like cutesy boys eating cake and like having mm -hmm. tea parties. Lies. That's what I bought. Yeah, I just know that, that, that the there other have been people dungeons. in, in the, there have been people in Canada that have gotten in trouble for that kind of stuff too. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's why I ask. <laughs> oh, what a sensitive question to ask. <laughs> I thought figuring you are Canadian, it'd be a good chance to ask the question, but uh -huh. seeing as you don't actually want to talk about it because you're probably under indictment or something. I don't know what you're talking about. I have nothing to hide. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so moving on to the actual topic we're talking about tonight. So Finally. F fuck you. We had <laughs> some stuff to talk about. I got back from Oatscott. I'm just Scott. kidding. Fuck I'm you. just kidding. Jesus so we're talking about gateway anime tonight. So, the I want to start off by by asking you guys, what do you guys think is a gateway anime? Something that people can watch without having seen any anime before and still enjoy. Would you would, I, would that be the same for you, Chinoda? I think it's moreover an anime that can 
really get people into the world of anime. I know you didn't just yawn. I I know you didn't just yawn on this fucking podcast. Fuck you. I didn't. I was stretching. I'm sorry if it sounded like a yawn. Lies. That was a yawn. Oh, my God. Okay, let me say that again. Uh, Ow, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He's dying. He's literally killing himself right now because he yawned. I was lifting myself up and, like, my hand caught the wire of my uh, headphone and, like, yanked it down on the side of my face. Beautiful. Oh, anyway. Um, let me say that again. <laughs> I, per- I personally think that Gateway Anime is anime that people can watch and it is the intro for them to get into the world of anime and manga and the otaku culture. I Kinda think like there are definitely anime that you can watch, st- uh, just to uh, give an example, stuff like Death Note. You can just watch it as is and enjoy it, but it won't necessarily be a gateway anime for some people. They they might very well just enjoy that specific. I believe gateway anime could very well be a whole nother uh, style. It's what people can watch and really start their journey into uh, the culture. All right. Well, that being said, for both of you, what was y'all's first anime? And looking back, do you consider it a gateway anime? Well, I talked about it on the Code Geass podcast that my first anime was, well, the first, well, technically, well, I watched a lot of like Pokemon and Digimon before, but that, I don't really consider that anime because I didn't know it was anime at the time. But my first like anime that I was aware of was anime was Death Note. And do I consider it a gateway anime? By Shinoda's definition, no. But by my definition, as in like you can enjoy it without having any context of the of the culture of Japan then, yeah, I think you can enjoy it without any intro. Okay. That's For fair me. enough. What about you, uh, Chinoda? What was your first anime, and do you actually still think it's a gateway anime? I honestly don't remember what my first actual anime um, anime that I watched was. I, it was a very long time ago. I think it, it was probably on one of the old channels. But the first anime that actually got me into the anime world is Naruto. Now, okay, fair I enough. Did... I, mean, I don't think you'd you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who says that's not a gateway anime. Yeah. Now, I did watch uh, Dragon Ball, and not Dragon Ball Z, but Dragon Ball on the Funimation channel way back in the day. I bet some of you didn't even know Funimation wow. had a channel. <laughs> uh, I do, and that is going in the way back machine, my friend. Yeah, exactly. I was I in Funimation's like, streaming? No, nah, we don't need this. We need our own TV channel. And damn, was that a good channel. I missed that channel. I would actually have service just to have that channel. No lie. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, like uh, I did watch uh, watch stuff on that channel and such uh, back in the day. But what really got me into uh, the culture of everything was Naruto. Um, way back in the day when I was just entering middle school, and it was starting to become a popular hit with everyone, and I decided to check it out, and it really got me into everything, and so on and so forth. And here I am today. All right. Well, being that you both basically said that it's a the gateway anime are ways that people can uh get basically get into anime um what are some of the factors that go into making an an anime a gateway anime i think uh popularity definitely has something to do with it um for example, I'll use something very recent. My Hero Academia. There's a <laughs> lot of people um, that have been that have started watching anime just because of My Hero. I've talked to various people around the area, and they actually started asking for recommendations. Um, so for some context, I have a backpack with a lot of buttons on it. Uh, two of which are. Otakon buttons, which have uh, two My Hero Academia characters on them, and people recognize them and ask, oh hey, cool, you watch that, do you recommend watching it? Um, what other animes do you uh, recommend? Like, a lot of people have actually stopped and asked me th uh, these questions, and I'm obviously, I'm really happy to help out with uh, these people, uh, help them broaden their horizons, uh, get them into the community, basically. I have a funny story about MHA. It actually oh, no. happened. It happened last night. Actually, I went to the Wait. gym last night at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, um, and I got on the treadmill. And the gym I go to has like two rows of treadmills, but each treadmill treadmill has a TV screen in front of it, so you can watch you know local television. And I got on there and I just started watching. I was watching Sports Center or something while I was jogging, and there was a guy got on the treadmill in front of me and he turned on Toonami. And he started watching MHA. Hey. And I'm thinking, my, what a small world. <laughs> That's pretty uh, damn awesome, though. It's actually <sighs> funny. My um, cousin, who doesn't watch anime at all, texted me recently asking if she should watch MHA because a friend recommended her it. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, reevaluate your life. <laughs> Bitch, no, get your cousin into anime. It doesn't matter where they start. Just get them started. What's wrong with you? Not with that poison. No, get them started. They can learn from their mistakes. They can learn. Just get them on the path. Oh, my God. That, um, you know, that also that also kind of raises another factor that makes an anime a gateway anime, and that's ease of accessibility. I mean... Think about MHA for a sec. Yeah, think about MHA for a second. You don't really have to know a whole lot going in to understand it. I mean, there, there, and there's not really that much to it when you get right down to the nitty gritty of it. So it's really easy to pick up something like that and just keep with it, especially if you're really new to the to the medium. You know, when you wrote down ease of accessibility on the doc, I'm like, do you mean like? streaming accessibility no 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 no. i meant just easy to pick up <laughs> okay i was because... thinking like accessibility in the same way show was actually like because like that actually might be a factor too, oh yeah you're you're right that, that that in itself could be a factor how easy it is to find a certain anime could make it a gateway anime for sure um 
means something that's really, really old that might actually be a good gateway anime, but no one actually has on a streaming service might not really apply anymore because no one can can watch it. But no, I meant accessibility in terms of how easy is it to pick up and just, you know, go through it. Yeah, like complicated shows like Monogatari is just a no-no. No, <laughs> so, so I, I have a, I have another funny much. story about that. What? So, um, I have a, a cousin who uh, who was in college, and uh, he says, "So I got a bunch of people that around me that talk about anime all the time, and I was thinking about giving some a try." He says, "Is there any you would recommend trying out for like a first try?" And I jokingly said to him, "The Monogatari series." And I'll be damned if he didn't go watch it. And he came back and was like, what the fuck is going on? Girl. Christ. The first. Like, the I was being first... facetious. Like, don't watch the Monogatari series as your first anime ever. The first, like, three minutes of Baka Monogatari is, like, a surefire way to, like, repel any newcomers from exactly. ever, it's like... coming, ever watching anime. It's like, uh, it's like otaku be gone just no i mean that's not a great way to get someone into anime with the monogatari series no 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 no. that is not accessible in the least you have to know a little bit about japanese culture to understand it but i also think that plays into something else that you wrote down here which is appealing to western sensibilities i mean which is also ties in with mha (laughs) it does because if you if you've ever heard of a comic book then you can probably understand MHA because it's basically what it is. It's basically like Japan's version of the Marvel Universe. Yep. That's it. I mean, and I think, yeah, something like that definitely appeals to Western sensibilities. You got, um, it's nothing that Western people haven't seen before. So it's just an animated version of something that's familiar to them. And so it makes it really easy to pick up. Like, and as much as I poo-poo on MHA, I actually do agree with you both of you that it's actually a good, uh, it's a good gateway anime. It's, be- it's the best gateway anime that you got going right now, I think. Listen, don't lump me in with the Chinoda. I never said MHA was a good gateway anime. <laughs> okay, well Show- I agree with Chinoda then. Thank you. I actually yeah. do think uh, of stuff that's currently like around right now, like not necessarily airing, but definitely like relatively recent. I would say it's probably the best example of a gateway anime. Attack on Titan. No. Well, okay, in the sense that, yeah, there, there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, I'll say Attack on Titan's a good gateway anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shut up, didn't it? <laughs> Bitch. Snowda, <laughs> uh, calm down. Oh my god. Okay. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's having like a legitimate like crisis over there. It's like, "Who come down. Come down." Oh no. He's like, "Someone call a medic." Breathe, you know, to breathe. <laughs> This is the Chinoda Weezing ASMR cast, where we use for your enjoyment in I don't a know, variety like, of What times. was even so funny about that? Like, okay, I proved it wrong. Okay, I've done that many times before. 
Are you having an asthma attack? <laughs> is it like is it like the fact that like Brian Cranston just dropped the mic and like boom, bitch, go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't make me laugh yeah, again. Are, are you good? My head's dizzy. <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, moving on. <clears throat> see if Sorry, we can stop John. Him laugh. <laughs> oh no, he's probably gonna have a ball editing that out. Um, so, I I have this theory, and you guys feel free to put me wrong, that movies in general make better gateway anime than series. Am I wrong? I, feel I think like, it's specific movies. I feel like that's a popular opinion that I disagree with. Because I don't like a lot of movies. So I don't really see them as good gateway anime. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking of, of this in terms of like um, like Ghost in the Shell. The original Ghost in the Shell movie, I think, makes a, a good gateway anime. And my, the first anime, anime I ever watched was a, a Ghibli movie called Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. And that, probably more than anything, is why I became an anime fan to begin with. So and I, I've heard a lot of people, especially people who got into anime at a very young age, get into anime through Ghibli movies. So where where am I wrong? I don't like Ghibli movies. I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> okay, know. but why? But why do you? That may be. But why do you actually think that series make better gateway anime than movies? Because they tell better stories. <laughs> okay. But do you not think that Ghost in the Shell is a good story? I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, you haven't seen it. What the fuck are you? You can't even on? speak on it then. I, I'm not speaking on Ghost in the Shell in particular. Um, well, what what are some anime movies that you have seen that might qualify as gateway anime? I don't know your name. Summer Wars. So, I don't know. Summer Wars. Oh, wait, Summer Wars, Summer Wars is an excellent gateway. Movie, Summer Wars though. would make a great gateway anime movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Eh, I don't you know like Summer would... Wars, though, don't you? I do. I like it, but I don't see how it would like retain someone's. It's so Japanese, though. Like the climax cool. is shogi, right? No, it's uh, not. That's not shogi. Um, it's like a Japanese some fucking made up game that they play. Is is it made up? It's a card game. It was the anyways. Um, it's some Japanese thing. It was the koi 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 yeah, was koi. the name of the game. Okay, I knew it started with a K. As like. K K K K Kaiki no. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, and what was that other movie? The one with the wolf children? Is is it called Wolf, wolf Children? Wolf children. It, it's literally okay. Wolf Children. It's literally called Wolf Children. Whatever. Um, that one. Those hmm. are like some. That was a pretty good I've movie seen. too, and I'd, I'd say, meh, I, I wouldn't say that qualifies as a gateway anime. No, no, nah, I, anyway. I wouldn't. Yeah, I just don't think like. Is it because that with a, with a series you get a lot more chance to get to know the characters than you do a movie typically? Yeah, you get a lot more time to do everything. Character <laughs> interaction and build up and such. Uh-huh. Well, I, I guess I can definitely see that, but I can also see that how a movie might spark someone's interest in trying out a series. The movie is a low investment in time, so it's a low impact. <laughs> I think that's a personal choice, though. It depends th- yeah. on how easily you can get invested into uh, such things. That that yeah, I think it's it, that is more of a like an individual thing. Some people react more to 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 movies, and some people react more to lo- more long form stories. I would certainly say that like 
for young kids, the Ghibli movies are great because most of them aren't very long, and they're a lot of them are really easy to like grasp as a young child. I think that's why they make good gateway anime for young kids. That's just me. I just know that there's a lot of people who got into anime when they were really young kids through Ghibli movies. So I think it's a legitimate way to get interested in the genre. Um, it's a pretty damn good way, especially considering how how I've, I don't want to say deep. Moreover, how enjoyable it is for such a wide audience, no matter who you are or where you're from. You can just sit down to enjoy a, a Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally is the Disney of the anime industry because, I mean, you look at Disney movies, there are Disney movies that adults still love after years. But, and you, you can say the same thing about Ghibli movies. Like, I still love My Neighbor Totoro. I still love um, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I still love Porco Rosso. I have yet to see a Ghibli movie from all those years ago that I still don't like today as adult, as an adult. Essentially. So I think in that in that sense it definitely does what Disney does for western animation. It makes stuff that's appealable to both young kids and to adults who watched it years ago. Um so moving on. Um a lot of the the anime that we've referenced so far tonight are um are sh- would definitely qualify as being in the shonen genre. Um and there's a lot of people out there who say that that in, in the anime industry, that is the gateway genre. Do both of you actually believe that that's true? It's the gateway genre. 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 Yeah, this is Chinese. No, it's the gateway genre for young boys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, when I was going in middle school, there were a lot of, of, of other boys who were really into like the big three at the time, which were Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. Um, which I think pretty much exemplifies the shonen genre, especially for the time. Um, what I was trying to say with that comment is like, it's as much a gateway genre as any genre is for their respective demographic. Okay. What about you, Chinoda? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Say that again. Don't start laughing again. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> He's still laughing in his head. I know he is. Do you actually believe that the the shonen genre can be classified as a gateway genre? I believe so, yes. It's a rather simple genre overall, and it's really easy to pick up on and just sit down and watch. You can get hooked on it pretty easily. It's like a any generic action movie. You can just sit down and watch it. Now, if you want more, if you want something more in-depth or even better, you have to go looking, and at that point, you're in. But before Yeah, then, but it's definitely... But but the, that, that genre, the shonen genre, is what got people in in the first place. Oh, most definitely. A vast majority of uh, people in the industry now... Not industry, let me say, in the culture, got into it. Thanks to shonen stuff, I will say that, and I'm yeah. pretty sure a majority of people will agree. Yeah, um, I had a thought, now it's gone. Oh, um, and I, I think that to to show's point, it's like, yeah, I think for a lot of young men growing up, the shonen genre can definitely get them in, but I don't think it's necessarily limited to men. Like, there's a lot of girls that I know today and knew growing up that watched a lot of shonen uh, shonen anime. 
Yeah. So if I don't anything, think it's necessarily limited to the gender that that it's the demographic is aimed at. Yeah, if anything, with shows uh becoming much more diverse, and they have been uh over the years, so there's a lot more uh cast featuring uh other genders. There's more inclusion, and thanks to that, especially people, uh, even more people are getting into uh things. And it's also it, it's funny that over the last I'd say maybe decade you're starting to see this this creep in of like f- for years this the shonen genre has been like basically for boys by boys like it, it, and the cast is mostly mostly male a mostly male cast of characters but you, over the last like decade or so you've seen this creep in of of shows that uh, are including more and more female characters in their cast, and in fact, you're starting to see some that are ha- that are led by a female character. I mean, the probably the best example of that in terms of a gateway anime, I'd say, is uh, Soul Eater, which its main character is a girl, Maka Albarn. Yeah, and it never takes away from the series itself. If more than anything, it adds to it because it's a whole nother perspective, and they're just they're just as interesting as characters, if not even more interesting because of that. And then you look at the cast of MHA, and it's like almost 50-50 in terms of boys and girls. Yeah. Or maybe not quite 50-50, maybe 60-40, but still pretty close to it's even. It's still pretty big, yeah. A lot closer than something like from years ago, like Inuyasha or, or hell, even Naruto. Naruto had, had some females in the cast, but it was largely men. Yeah, I, I think you're starting to see a sort of a shift in that. Like, it used to be, it used to be that, that shonen, I, and I still believe that it's a really good gateway genre, but it used to be just for getting men, men into uh, anime, but I think that that's sort of changing a little bit, at least in the West. I don't know how it is in Japan. That'd be interesting to find out, actually. I think, I think that, um, I could be wrong, but uh, shonen jumps readership is like, 50 around 50 50 male and female so it might be in like that in japan too okay um, yeah but, and it's but funny yeah. it's, they they recently did um for uh jojo's bizarre adventure which is not a gateway anime or manga at all um but they recently did something similar with the uh with the fans they had like a fan event thing where they polled a bunch of the fans and they found out that the readership of JoJo's is about 55-45 male-female. That's pretty close to even. I mean, what I was trying to say with that comment is that about, like, um, it's targeted towards men, is that, like, fem- there's a lot of female-targeted shoujo anime that a lot of women, well, yeah, like, a lot of women... what from the west get into anime through that's very and true sometimes that's overlooked because like you know because like when you the otaku voices are mostly male so it's mostly about like the shonen uh anime but like a lot of women get in to anime through shoujo oh well i think a really good example of that is sailor moon or even something more uh modern princess jellyfish yeah that one that's not necessarily modern, but yes, it's newer than Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, it's like from 2003 or 4, isn't it? I don't know. No, it's It not. looks like it's like 
from there. Could have sworn it was uh, more recent than that. I mean, hell, you can look at something like Oran High School Host Club, which is unbelievably marketed toward women, and like, there's a lot of girls I I've taught to. It's like, yeah, I got into anime through Oran High School Host Club. What of it? Tell that to young me. I fucking loved it back in the day, and I still love it to this very day. <laughs> God damn, I remember when we were at Otakon, you saw someone dressed up as Honey Senpai, and you're like, <gasps> I did. He can confirm. I fucking freaked. I thought I was going to have to like hold you back. You're going to go glomp this person. It's like, no, I don't want the police involved in this. I have to go back home. Buran was my gateway anime to Dojinshi. <laughs> you know what? And I was... I was gonna say there's a lot of there's a lot of dojinshi for Oran High School Host Club. Don't ask me why I know this. I just do. Uh-huh. But <laughs> there's like a disproportionate amount of of dojinshi out there for Oran High School Host Club. Like, and I think to myself, was it really that popular that it needed like thirty different volumes of dojinshi? Apparently <laughs> so. You say thirty, but that's like barely scratching the surface. Oh, I know. I know. I know I haven't even seen half of it. And it's like, some of it I don't want to see. But uh, some shows just get a disproportionate amount of dojinshin. It's like, what about all these other good shows that I want to watch these characters fuck? Make your own dojinshi. Do you think that if I could draw that good, I would be here? Doesn't have to be good. Damn. No, but it has to exist. I can't draw for shit. Oh man! All right. Well, I think that to, to wrap this up, why don't we have a little bit of a recommendation corner? Let's do that. So, so I, I've kind of divided this into three different segments, and we, we've talked about a few of these shows already tonight. But uh, I want to—I want you all to give some recommendations for gateway anime that you guys would recommend for kids, teens, and adults. And I, I want to specify for kids. I'm thinking of of children between the ages of like five and eleven, twelve. And then teens are obviously teenagers, and any anyone anything over like eighteen, twenty is adult. So I actually completely agree with your the first thing you listed here. Show. Okay, so for the kids, I recommended Little Witch Academia. Um, I really like Little Witch Academia, um, especially because you know it's a all it's a mostly female cast, and they were like really interesting female characters. And um, you don't get a lot of that, so and it's really kid friendly too. It's, it's very wholesome. Yes. Um, it's and yeah, so I really liked that it had female representation in it, and it wasn't like throwaway characters. That's one issue I have with shonen it, that a lot of the female characters are really flat and throwaway. So Little Witch Academia, I highly recommend because you know. They actually have interesting uh, multi-dimensional female characters. Yes. And I would like to point out that as an Irish American, it, it was an anime that gave us another Irish character, which now we're up to, what, three in the entire anime like universe? So thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, Little Witch Academia is great for introducing kids to anime because there's nothing really, there's no, not a lot, there is some violence, but it's very comedic violence. So you don't really have to worry about that. It's all but magic. I, it's it's it. It's all magic. It's it's and it's just so wholesome. Uh, all right. Well, I I have two that I I wanted to throw out there for if you're trying to get children into anime. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Squid Girl. I mean, Squid Girl is Squid Girl. Um, 
it's kind of a like absurdist comedy um but it's not it's not something where you have to like pay attention that that much to understand what's going on so it's really good for young kids there's not any violence whatsoever in it um a lot of the characters are are really funny um a lot of the, some of the characters like are really good introductions to uh anime uh character archetypes like there's a yandere in it um who doesn't really it's not like a romantic yandere it's just someone who's like just goes from zero to 60 like in the, the snap of a finger um but it's just it like i like little wedge academia it's mostly wholesome um you have some stuff that is a little iffy for really young kids um but if you're if you're looking to inter- introduce a, a kid to anime that's kind of funny for both young kids and adults go with squid girl but the second one i want to talk about is something that both you show and i really love and that is a show called haikyuu yes so good show I wanted I wanted to find like a sports anime because I thought that there's a there's some sports anime out there that you could probably use as a as a uh, as a gateway anime and I picked Haikyuu because I, and you talked about it too that it's something that you don't have to really anyone can pick it you don't even have to care about volleyball which is what the show's about you don't even have to care about volleyball to actually love Haikyuu. Um, but it's something that's so easy to pick up. It's really easy to stay with because, um, like episode to episode, it just keeps it keeps up the intensity, um, especially in its third season. Uh, if you may, if, that's another thing. It has three seasons worth of material, so there's enough to keep you keep you going for a little while. Um, yeah, it's just a solid sports anime that I think appeals to a broad range of people, even people who don't care about sports. That's I mean that's how well done it is. I think. Yeah, especially like one of its best points is that it's consistently well animated and well mm. rendered. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's honestly it's like a cinematic experience for the entire time. So it'll it's it it's good eye candy to keep you interested like that. Um, also has a really good soundtrack. Yeah. So this like so I watched Haikyuu in sub, which brings me to the issue that like you can't have a gateway anime for kids that's in sub it has to be dubbed which yeah. limits a lot of anime <laughs> i i don't know i haiku probably does have a dub it does actually it is uh airing now airing i say um on uh high dive i think has it i don't know how good the dub is i haven't listened to it but it does have a dub that's one issue is that like for teens, I, well, obviously for for kids, it's just physically they. I some of them can't even read that fast. Mm-hmm. I feel right. Well, I think I think I think I think also with kids, you have to worry about like a lot of kids aren't going to sit there for like an hour or two and and read something on TV. Yeah, they're they're there for cheap entertainment, and that's not they're not going to get that from reading. So yeah. that's, that's a good a thing about Little Witch no, Academia. You, Little Witch Academia has a fantastic dub. If yeah. you manage to find kids that do enjoy reading, you can start them off on it, and uh, it'll go considerably easier. But considering how a majority of kids are, it just won't happen. Yeah. So yeah, that's a huge obstacle. For yeah, and that's something we actually kids. haven't talked about: the fact that you know, if you're getting a young kid into anime, probably helps if it's dubbed. It probably has to be dubbed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, unless you have like a really like a a kid with a really good um, attention span, 
Yeah, Chinoda, what do you got for kids? I have for kids Pokemon, <laughs> one of the biggest franchises. Do you, do you not see? Do you not see the trap I let led you in? What do you have for kids? Pokemon. I don't get it. Four kids did the dub for Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it was a good pun. I just said it existed. Alex, please uh, jump out your window. Damn. BRB killing boy. myself currently. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Pokemon. Extremely easy um, show to get into that any kid uh, can just up and enjoy. It's not complicated, the premise is simple, and you can literally just whatever, you can literally watch whatever episode you want, and you can still enjoy it. Hell, I know that's what I did half the time when I was a kid, just getting into Pokemon. It's good yeah. for, and I'll be honest, it's not just for kids, but it works for everyone. Like, that is one one of the wonderful things. I think about no, Pokemon. I gotta disagree with you there. I think it's mostly for kids and young teens. Yeah. I will you, argue you with you on been, that. If you haven't been hooked on Pokemon as a kid, then you're not gonna be hooked on it as uh, later on in life. Not, I will like, call you, BS you, on that because there are some damn good arcs in uh, Pokemon that are oh, enjoyable by everyone. <laughs> But you know, th our point is like if you're gonna watch Pokemon from the beginning, you're probably not gonna get into it when you're like a 25 year old adult. More than likely not. Yeah, that's our point. Shh. Let's move on. For <laughs> teens. Yes, for teens. Uh, show you you got a lot of stuff listed here because you are perpetually 15 years old and will never grow up. Wow. Yep. So start off on the edge train. <laughs> yes, okay. Edge number one is Attack on Titan, the edgiest show ever. And as um, I learned at Otakon, is only good for its porn. What? <laughs> that was the conclusion. Yeah. No, that was that was no, that was the conclusion of the, the panel that we went to that shit all over Attack I mean, on Titan. I, they oh, asked it at the end, what is it what is it, what is it good for? If all of this is true, what is it good for? Porn. And they made us shout it out too, like, give me a P, give me a O, give me a R, give they me also a showed N. A panel, they also showed a panel of a doujinshi with with Aaron Yeager having a giant Titan-sized dick. And I was like, what the fuck? That was Girl, a good panel. I've, I've read some more porn <laughs> of Aaron and a Titan. Uh, anyways. Um... Yeah, Attack on Titan, not for the porn, for the Only edge. for the porn. No, for the edge. Oh my god. The best part of Attack on Titan are the um, the vertical lines on their foreheads of everyone all at all times. That is literally the best part of Attack on Titan. That's how you get wrinkles, man, those anime oh forehead lines. I love how oh they Lord. just like they just stare at each other like they're going to kill each other every single shot. I just I'm done. Okay. Anyways, Attack on Titan, good for the edge. Moving on to the other another edge is Death Note, which we already Death talked Note. about. You know for those edge lords, those edge lords uh tweens that are looking to edge it out. Um, and I also talked about the some female targeted anime uh, that would be good gateway. So you talked about Uran. There's also Free, which um, my younger cousins got into anime with Free because oh, they God. were thirsty AF, and <laughs> Free had the water. 
uh-huh. that had the water to quench their thirst. And also Black Butler is a pretty good um, shoujo um, gateway anime. I like I like how the, the shoujo that you listed here, with the exception of probably Oran, is just Fujoshi Bates. I mean, I mean Fujoshi Bates works, though. Especially for teens. I guess when you're at your horniest, you want some Fujoshi Bait, don't you? Oh, honey, I watched Uran for Fujoshi Bait. Of course you There did. is a little bit of Fujoshi Bait in Uran. It's not explicitly Fujoshi Bait, but there is some. How is it not explicitly Fujoshi Bait? There are some episodes that aren't Fujoshi Baity. But there are some that are. Oh, yeah, I would say probably 50-50. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, we have a lot of shonen listed in our teen recommendations here. Shocking. Um, the one I did was Food Wars, which is a little risky because, you know, it's got that um, etchy aspect. The food porn. Literal yeah. porn, though. But, like, I think Food Wars does it quirkily enough. Like, it plays it off as humor. So, uh, I think it would be a pretty decent um gateway yeah i would agree with that except just you know probably don't want to watch this with your parents and definitely don't want to watch it with young kids that's for sure yeah this is the teen section anyways i know but you know teens will watch stuff with their with their kid brothers or kid sisters okay i'm just saying don't probably it isn't probably if you're going to introduce like if you're a teenager and you want to introduce like anime to your parents food war is probably not the best way to go Unless somehow your parents are just as perverted chill. as you, then yeah, really it might be a good uh, experience. I'm actually half tempted. Wars isn't even perverted though. Like... I, I'm I'm half tempted though with Food Wars. I really want to show it to my father because my father works in the food service industry. Oh my god! I want to show Food Wars to my other cousin, who's like a total foodie who like thinks about food twenty four seven. And I'm like, I identify like, with that. She t- she talks about <laughs> orgasming to food, and I'm like, girl, you just need to watch Food Wars. Holy shit, she actually does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so- that sounds about right to me, actually. It's like, you should apply for this cast. Yeah. <sighs> what else you got for us? No, that's all. You guys go with your shonen. Oh, well, for, for teens, for myself, I-, I just said any of the original big three, which was Naruto, Bleach, or One Piece. I mean... At this point, you know you know what they are. You know that they're they got a lot of people into anime back in the early to early to mid two thousands, um, and I think that it's just quintessential gateway anime. I, I, it's really all you can say about it. I, I would say if you had to pick one over all the others, uh, I would have to go with Naruto, mostly because the original series, at least, has an ending. Would you still recommend it to people now? Like, isn't it a lot to um, start with since there's so many it's, episodes? It's, it's, it is I a lot. If that's your concern, I wouldn't recommend One Piece because it still hasn't ended yet. And it has seemed, no, it seems meant, like, like it's for, not going to. Um, but Naruto, I would say, yes, I personally think it's worth it because I, I actually really liked the story of Naruto and I watched it all the way through. Um, but like, I, that's, a, that's a good question. It depends on... It depends on like uh, how long your attention span is, and if you actually appreciate long running storylines. I think if those two things are true, then yeah, I would say I would definitely recommend it to a teenager for getting them into anime. 
So it does recommend on a somewhat individual basis. Yeah, I would say, I would say personally, if you're if you're concerned about it, watch the original series, all of the original series first, and then if you still like it, go with you know continue on with shipping in. If you're kind of you know on the fence by the end of the original series, uh, it's probably not really going to be your thing to watch it all the way through. But there's other stuff like it that you could try. I mean, you could try Bleach. Um, I don't know why you'd go from Naruto to Bleach. It's like going from a fucking Lamborghini to a Ford Pinto. But uh, I, I don't know. I think it depends on the person, really. I feel like these uh, big three, Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece, suffer from the, the Pokemon effect. That if you didn't get into it when you were like, when it was in its heyday, then it's really hard to get into it now. That might that's be true, but some would say that One Piece has never not had a heyday. Oh, I mean, true. it's well, I it's know. it's still the it's still all after all these years, it's still the most read manga in Japan. It's still yeah, the most the watched anime really, in Japan. The manga doesn't count. You're not going to get people into it with the manga. I would no, I but, would definitely say the One Piece manga is not a gateway, but like is accessible to manga readers even now. But I think the anime. Because it's just so much more of a time investment, the anime is, that true. Like it's so hard to get into, because it's just so long. Yeah, I, I definitely you you make a good point, and I think t- to a degree you're you're definitely right. I just think that if you're looking for a shonen to get into anime with, I I honestly don't think you can really go wrong with Naruto. You should uh go with the Naruto um knockoff that's like a tenth of the size black clover you know way better <laughs> no <laughs> no 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 hell no fuck you no 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 yes. fuck off <laughs> what do you have anywho uh we already mentioned this a bunch of times but i'm just gonna say it anyways mha for teens it's pretty accessible um there's a sub and a dub for it and dub's actually uh pretty good so so much screaming in mha yes Not that much every time someone touches deku he keels over and screams i mean if you want to talk what? about screaming we can know we can always talk about black clover yeah. yes yes it literally starts off with like 15 seconds of screaming that's not what can i say oh no (laughs) that is you disgust me sir you should that was that was bad you should feel really bad (laughs) and uh, another one uh that i want to say soul leader uh, another one we talked about um pretty damn good uh anime it has a lot of things that aren't necessarily uh too japanese it's more the style of the show itself. Everything else, though, it's pretty damn unique, and because thanks to that, it can it can be pretty easy to get into. Uh, I can easily recommend it to a good amount of teens, and they would uh, pretty much love it, especially the edgy ones because it has the whole <laughs> gothic uh, style to it. <laughs> yeah, especially with Medusa, she's oh. like literally like the gothic evil villain wow that's a milf that move you fuckers in your milfs jesus christ first it was mha no first it was soul eater now it's mha listen 
Let's move on Y'all to adults. Y'all fucking thirsty ass bitches. Oh, Let's move to adults. Show? Um, okay. So I have for my adult recommendations 91 Days. Yes. Good which... recommendation. Thank you. Which is like, it's a gangster anime, which I think resonates with the adult western taste. So, and it's a good, uh, it's a it's a generally it's a good uh well animated good script um good plot and good characters so it's a pretty good anime it's like it's not that popular though so it wasn't even that popular when it was airing which is shocking Ooh, i just thought of one because i don't know why i thought of this but do you guys think race would be a good uh gateway anime for adults what i never heard of this erased oh erased. erased i thought you said race and it's like you're talking about like uh, like you know race someone's erased it's like no but yeah erased uh i don't know no i wouldn't say it's a good gateway anime i think it's a good anime so no <laughs> not a good Damn. gateway anime either <laughs> uh i mean i i personally know i don't think it'd make a great gateway anime no Okay. Sorry, I, I just thought really, of it really, all of a like, sudden. I, I was like, huh. I can't really parse out why I think that. I just I just don't. Okay. Uh, uh, anyways, Alex, would you like to talk about your next choice? Uh, yeah. Um, well, kind of going on the backs of 91 Days, I have something else that's slightly gangster-related with uh, an anime called Bacchano. Um, Bacchano used to be a really underappreciated anime when it first came out and for several years after it premiered. Um, but over, over the last, I'd say, five years or so, it's become really... It's finally gotten the recognition it deserves. Um, I also think if you are an adult trying to get into an anime, it's a really good... Um, it's a good anime to start with. Maybe not as your very first, but maybe your second or your third. Um it's it's got a really great cast of characters, a phenomenal jazz-inspired soundtrack. Um, it takes place in America uh, in the 1930s, so it's got that going for it. Um, it's got a really cohesive story, and it tells it tells a really good story over the span of 14 episodes. So it it's not that long. It's not that much of a time investment. And um, if you're really into like if you're into gangster stuff, if you like 91 Days, definitely try out Bacano. Um, uh, that's it's really all I can say about it. It's, it, I think it's it's someone for someone who's trying to get into it. It's got a really good setting and it's really accessible. My only issue with Bach now is that it has a very convoluted plot. It's not in chronological order. No, so it's confusing. No, the, the plot is definitely not in chronological order. But I think if you are an adult and you're someone who's at least mildly educated, you should be able to follow it pretty well. I don't think so. I think it's on par with Madagatri in its Alex, way. you're you're counting on the fact that people might be somewhat intelligent. You're reaching. I know that's a West. I know that's a high bar. I really do know that's a high bar and I may be setting myself up to fail, but I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I think I think that Bakano maybe not as your very first anime, but as like one of your first five, I would say, is not necessarily a bad choice. If you're an adult. If you're a kid, you won't understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> um, another one that I have and it's another one we've talked about already is Ghost in the Shell the, specifically the very first uh, movie from 1995 or no from 95 um, it's got it's got a really it's got a really good cast of characters it's got a great story that's it's 
very cohesive. Um, animation for its time was really good, and I still think to this day is is pretty damn good. Um, yeah, it's Ghost in the Shell. I mean, it spawned it spawned an entire series, uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, um, which is also pretty damn good. Um, yeah, if you like, if you're into like cyberpunk stuff. Um, and you're trying to get into anime as an adult, I definitely recommend it. All right, Shinoda, what you got for us? All right, our final choice. We actually talked about this already, but we're going to talk about this again because if you're an adult, you very well might appreciate this even more. Death Note. As a adult, you can watch this however and wherever in your lifetime, and it can be <laughs> such a interesting experience mostly because you won't just be watching it because it's edgy or whatever but there's a lot of philosophical questions that uh death note can ask that can actually have people talking and thinking and it's such a surreal experience yeah i'm not sure if i necessarily say adult but definitely late teen would be good but i don't know maybe adults could actually get into anime through death note too i don't really i know a fair amount of adults that have actually uh really gotten into anime uh no uh they they crave more serious and uh more dramatic anime because of this but um more stuff dramatic the... i don't think you can get more melodramatic than death note <laughs> let's not Oh, God. Um, Take a potato chip <laughs> and eat it. Uh, but yes, I, I do know hits a fair amount of adults. Really well. that, yeah, I do know a fair amount of adults that uh, have gotten into anime, especially thanks to Death Note, because it wasn't just something that was kitty. It was well thought out. Um, pretty good, entertaining uh, show. A big like reason why I... Lean, lean towards recommending it to late teens is that the protagonist is very he is in high school and he acts like high school-ish so there's an issue there but I can see the appeal for adults too but I think I yeah. I think it's uh, more appealing for yeah. just don't watch the Netflix Death Note live action sh- uh, movie that wasn't that, that that's not a good way to get into the no. to anime <laughs> that no no, 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 no. Yeah. If you're gonna watch it, watch it after you've seen all the good stuff. Yes. That's why, that's why movies are bad. Go with the <laughs> God damn it. He, he, he spun it around on me and he... And he oh, man. That's like yeah. a double mic drop. Jesus Christ. Right. Oh, man. Well, on that note, I think it's time to, to put a little bow on this. Um, so thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoy it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Discord server, become a member of our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, and visit our website. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns on this or any episode, feel free to shoot us an email. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Night. Once again, thank you for meeting up with us, everyone, at Otakon. It's such a pleasure to note that we actually have people that listen to us. And, you know, 
Have a good night, everyone. Have a good weekend or weekday, wherever you're doing. Have a good. You know one. what I didn't talk about during the thing about Otakon that I should have? How drunk <laughs> he got. No, I well the drunk stuff was funny too. No, the, I almost gave a a cosplayer a heart attack. <gasps> oh yeah. I think I might have slightly given a cosplay. No, I, I, it was someone dressed up as Ogi from Monogatari series, and I just they were walking by, and I threw out my arm and said Spooky Ogi, and she's like, oh, she's clutching her chest. And I was like, oh. I was there for that. She got legitimately scared because she was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs>